right, Shula Bowl Pod fans, welcome back to another episode of the one and only Shula Bowl Pod brought to you by Five Reasons Sports. As always, I am Eric Henry. On the line, we've got our FIU superfan, David Hondel, and FAU beat writer for the Palm Beach Post, Jake Elman. Shane missed this one. The timing didn't work out, but it's all good because we have a special guest on the line as he is preparing for the NFL draft, getting ready for pro day and combine and workouts and all that good stuff. We've got FIU receiver, two-year starter, Austin Maloney on the line. Austin, how's it going, my man? Good, my man. Thank you guys for having me. Not a problem. So uh, we're just going to, you know, kind of get a, get a, get going here as far as, you know, how you've been preparing for the draft and how the season went, things of that nature. So we're going to go ahead and let uh, David start it off. So I know he's got a couple questions he wants to ask. You know, I get a chance to talk to you, whether it's a media day and whatnot covering you the past two years. So I'll let David jump in first. So, David, take it away. Yeah, so um, Austin, kind of just to start you off here, um, throughout all your years at FIU, what would you say was your favorite memory or, you know, your favorite moment while playing? I think that uh, first bowl game we won, uh, the Bahamas Bowl, you know, just being at, being able to go for the Bahamas for a week and, you know, really enjoy that when uh, the teammates and coaches. It was a really special experience. And then the way we won that game and, you know, it was a – a fight to the end and that was really that was probably one of the special moments i would say for sure yeah i mean and, and you absolutely balled in that one as you did in this last one also and especially in your last two to three years you've really you know um like really broken out and um i'm sure a lot of it has to do with butch and obviously we know how of a legendary coach he is so you got any butch stories you can mm-hmm. you can tell us now that you're you know off team just a uh, side butch story that you know might have uh, might some fans might not know. I mean, I don't say like any side stories, but I mean just the way the way, um, especially the first time he came in, because I feel like it's kind of rare experience. But uh, you know, two coaches at a college. You know, some some people ride out with the same coach all four or five years are there. But um, you know, British Davis came in and really gave gave us that you know college experience that. Um, and and it really you felt that culture change from um you know really one year to our next man and just the way he carry himself and the way he really cares about us man it's it's awesome man so yeah that, no that is awesome and and obviously now you're you know you're getting ready um to play the next level which is it's awesome to see and you know I know you were saying talking to us earlier that you just started today uh, what you know what are some things that you are looking like to work on to most improve your stock for the NFL, whether it's your speed, agility, uh, catching, uh, what are you going to be working on the most this off season? Um, you know, just, uh, definitely everything. Um, uh, first, first, definitely stop with the, um, the 40, um, you know, 40 is definitely technical. Um, so I really want to work on that. Maybe, uh, build up some size too. And then, um, obviously, you know, the field work, you know, I think everyone just, uh, everything comes hand in hand, you know, when you're prepping for the, you know, your pro day. So, and, you know, I'm just really looking forward to it, man. I'm just really enjoying this whole experience. Uh, you know, it's, it's a crazy experience. So many emotions going through you, man. So just got to keep your head up and, you know, just keep grinding and keep going. Awesome. With that said, how do you think playing for Butch made you, excuse me, made you a better NFL prospect? Um, I, I just think, you know, he has so many, uh, so much experience, you know, in the league, you know, uh, you know, winning the Super Bowl with the Cowboys, um, head coach for the Cleveland Browns, you know, he's been all around and he really inputs, um, what he's learned from the league for sure into, uh, you know, FIU. 
and just like how the practice and just the system in general, the system that he carried, um, I really feel like, you know, in the league, it's going to be definitely a lot similar to his structure and, you know, the way he, you know, carries things for sure. Was that structure kind of the first thing that you noticed about Coach Davis that you started saying to yourself, okay, things are definitely going to be different under him? Oh, uh, definitely. Um, that first time we walked in the meeting room, his aura, you know, just his aura about, you know, how he carried himself and, you know, how he talks and everything, you know, just that's the type of man. His aura is really strong. And I knew, I knew, you know, the second I, had, I met him, you know, it, uh, things were definitely going to change for sure. Austin, what trade as a player are you most excited to share with teams during this process? Um, definitely, you know, I'm – I'm a, I think uh, I'm a type of player, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll give everything I can to, you know, uh, contribute to a team. You know, I, f- I feel like, you know, I, I have a high motor, so, you know, I'm just going to give whatever I got in the tank and I'm really going to obviously learn the playbook as fast as I can, you know, just whatever they ask me. I'm just going to really give it a 100%, lay it all on the line, you know, so that's what they'll get from me for sure. Yeah, and listen, I, I've, I've seen you since, you know, a lot of people don't know that we – we knew each other as kids because we used to play back in the boys and girls club. And so I kind of have a quick question for you. Who do you credit more for your success? Was it my dad's coaching or watching me play? (laughs) (laughs) Who do you credit more for your, your success? Is it my dad's coaching, which he coached you for like one or two years or, you know, just watching me play in the boys and girls club against you. Oh no, your dad's OG for sure. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'll give credit to your dad. <laughs> yeah, definitely wasn't my play, but um, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been awesome, you know, uh, watching you like uh, grow from being kids, and now you have a chance to play in the next level. So it's just awesome to see. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. It was yeah, definitely crazy experience. You know, just um, you know, every every step of level from little leagues, uh, um, high school, you know, obviously the college is just you know different steps and. You know, it's, it's, it's been a crazy experience for sure. So Austin, this is what I was actually going to, going to jump in and, uh, and ask really quick because David cracked that joke. All of a sudden he's trying to be, you know, Dave Chappelle over here talking about, was it his play that, uh, that, that, that had you uh, inspired, but he mentioned that you played for his dad. Um, I got to ask, what was, what was Eddie Hondo like as a coach? Cause I've met him, you know, just as a, uh, in my, in my capacity as a writer and he's full of energy and passion about FIU. I'm kind of curious, man, what was he like as a coach? Definitely the way he supports FIU, uh, you know, definitely goes all out, a high energy man, really cares about the people around him. You know, when, when I was on the team, cares about obviously the team, how the way he cares about the university. So definitely. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to piggyback off that really quick. So, uh, we, probably the best moment for you guys this year was the uh, the Marlins Park victory uh, against Miami. Can you just take me through that just from, you know, your lens, you know, how, A, how emotional, I mean, you've been with the program five years, how emotional that victory was for you and just kind of take me in, inside the locker room and what the feeling was after getting the victory. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I can take it back to the first time uh, FIUN played. I was actually at that game. So, you know, just experiencing you know, all the Miami fans, like really, it was like the real first Miami event. I feel like that was really installed in, you know, to Miami culture. So seeing that, that brawl and stuff like that, as a little kid, and then being able to opportunity to play, uh, play again, uh, them for the first time, my uh, redshirt junior year and to my senior year, it was a uh, really special. And then getting that win, man, it was just 
something in there. Uh, it was it was insane, man. It was awesome, crazy experience. It was. I'm just speechless over that win. But um, you know, out really out the gate, man. I, I really realized, you know, it was. I don't know what they didn't show up to play. Didn't I don't know, but I I felt like you know after the first drive, I felt like we're we're gonna make something happen for sure. So it's interesting you mentioned that, right? You know, was it, I, I know Stanley had the pick on the opening drive, you know, when did it kind of hit you, you know, early on in that game? Like, all right, you know, we're on the same field as these guys and we have the same talent level and, and, you know, we're going to be able to compete with these guys. Uh, I want to say like first couple of drives, honestly, just the way they're, they're, I don't know. It was just uh, their vibe. There was just like bringing off from the defenses. It's like they really were high pal, you know, Miami, you know, historically is, or, um, it just, I didn't see it. It was, it was like a really dead, it was dead for them. Um, just the way that, you know, they didn't feel like they weren't really ready to come. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I just got to add that, um, that I know it meant a lot to you guys. I just got to say that that was probably the best day of my life. So thank you guys for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what you Mine too. That was, that was, um, one of the crazy games I've been a part of. Just the atmosphere around the stadium, you know, and especially, you know, the old Orange Bowl. So it was really cool, man. Definitely. So, Austin, you mentioned the atmosphere around the stadium, and this is something that I kind of, you know, want to give. For those, I mean, I'm sure most people listen to this podcast are probably at the game or watched on TV. But for those who didn't have a chance to, uh, to partake in either capacity, one of the things I noticed, and you know, you're a Miami guy, you're born and raised in Miami. And one of the mm-hmm. things I noticed as someone who is not from Miami, but covers the team is I guess being up in the press box. And I don't know if you guys noticed this down the field, I was shocked by, you know, when, when UM took the field, it was, it sounded like the old orange bowl, like you mentioned, you know, like the cheers and, you know, you heard the, mm-hmm. the fights and all that. And then FIU took the field. And I guess from an outsider's perspective, I felt like, all right, you know, it's going to be 50-50, you know, like there'd be people, UM fans, FIU fans. And from the area that the press box was in, it just rained down booze on you guys. I'm just wondering. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, oh, you no, know. I, I was running, running out of that, I, and I can, I can speak for the whole team about this. That just hypes us up even more, you know. That just gets up, uh, us wild up. And, you know, it just, I, I guess it really puts a, a lot of, not even, I want to say pressure, but. I don't know. It just it made us want to go play as hard as we can, honestly, because you know you know the type of game it was, the type of atmosphere. So we really wanted to, you know, make something happen. Yeah, yeah, and just you know, last one uh, as far as that game goes. Just uh, you know, I've had a chance to talk to some of the players after the game. Um, I mean, obviously, I talked to James. I believe we had James, Jose, and Sage post game. I've had a chance to talk to mm-hmm. Jose since his decision to transfer to UM. And I just talked to Stanley yesterday. One of the things that they mentioned, and specifically Stanley and, and Jose, is that that game meant a lot because as collegiate athletes and now aspiring professional athletes, you want to play on that big stage. You know, uh, you guys, yeah, exactly. you got fans like anyone else. You see the Alabamas and LSUs and you see them in front of 40, 50,000 people every Saturday. And that was really, you know, one of the first times that you as a player got to experience that. So just yeah, I'm just wondering what that may have meant to you and also put into words, you know, kind of compare and contrast um, that atmosphere, which with, of course, you know, the atmosphere of the cage, which FIU does mm-hmm. have does diehard fans, but you know, it is what it is in terms of, it's just a completely different atmosphere. Yeah. Um, for, for the atmosphere in that game, uh, just especially my, how my receiver coach said, I think he said best, you know, these are the type of games, you know, where everyone's watching. 
um, on their TVs, obviously so many fans in, uh, in the in the crowd. And, you know, if you have a great game in one of those, like on national television, you know, it, it really could put you on the radar. Um, like for some of you, like Sage Lewis, Stanley Thomas, uh, Gator, balled out in Miami. Like it just, it, it really could, uh, you know, change your life basically in, in a way, you know, just so many opportunities, so many people watching. So it definitely puts you on the radar. And then um, for me, I, re- I really love going to away games because I-, I really love that intense, that intense crowd. Um, like, you, like you said, how all the Miami fans are booing us. Like, I, I just love that. I feel like I feed off that and play so much better. So, um, And usually the away games in, in our conference definitely has more fans than us. So that's just why I like going to away games. So. Sure. Absolutely. And, and speaking of, you know, you talk about having a game on national television to kind of put yourself on the map. We got to go right to your Camellia Bowl in which, you know, once again, uh, I'll, I'll share a funny insight from the press box here with you. You know, obviously you don't know this down the field, but um, the uh, Camellia Bowl, the bowl game is only four years old. So uh, obviously, for mm-hmm. those of you who are listening, uh, should know this. But if you don't, Austin Maloney did set the uh, Camellia Bowl record for uh, catches in a game with 10. But one of the funniest things that happened because the bowl game is so young, a lot of the records were being set literally drive to drive. So Arkansas State would get the ball and then our Omar Bayless would catch the ball and then be a new Camellia Bowl record is set by Omar Bayless. And then the next <laughs> drive, he would have a catch and it'd be a new Camellia Bowl record is set by Austin Maloney. He broke the record set three minutes ago, <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. So, uh, so, uh, but um, just talk about that game for me, you know, because as someone who covers this team, obviously the year in terms of on the field didn't necessarily go the way you wanted to at six and seven. Um, but that's the type of game that those of us who, who are around this team every day kind of know that you can have. I mean, you're a guy who led Conference USA in yards per catch in 2018. I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, you were second this year. So just take me through that game for me uh, and, and you know, kind of the emotions of that game and, and your play on the field. Yeah, I mean, just uh, from the start, once we got there, I mean, it was pretty um, – it was a great experience. It was a historic town, so, you know, we got to do – um, check out a couple of museums and stuff like that. It was a great experience building up to the to the game, and then it, I don't think it rained once that whole the whole time we were there. And then game, um, when we went to yeah, when we got to this, I mean, basically all day it was raining. So uh, I was like, wow, this would happen, right? But uh, you know, I, I knew I knew you know I just uh, you know just uh, adversity, you know, adversity hits, you know, just got to feed off of it and bounce back. So. You know, I wasn't going to let, you know, rain, like rain stop me from, uh, you know, try to, you know, contribute to the team the best I can. So, um, you know, we fell short, but I felt like it was a fight to the end. It was, it was a crazy game. And, uh, you know, we took it, we took an L, but, you know, it was, uh, it was a great experience with the teammates for sure. Yeah, you know, we're going to get to some fun stuff in a second, but uh, one more question on the year. Uh, obviously, this was your senior year and it didn't necessarily end the way you would have wanted to, A, with the bowl game loss and then B, with the, with the, uh, with the record. Can you just kind of take us through the year and maybe, you know, what in your eyes kind of didn't go right that you guys could duplicate the success of 2018? Um, you know, it just, I guess like the margins, you know, just like every, every at least for a conference games, um, for the most part that, you know, we, we would lose off of, you know, a couple, like, misplays, miss miss opportunities, which led us to lead the game, I mean, lose the game. So, it just, you know, that's, and that's how college football goes, you know. It just, you know, it's those couple plays that is a deciding factor whether you lose or win a game. So, um, and that was that. You know, back in 2018, we had, we're, 
I don't know, I think we had like three or four games where it came down, you know, to the last two or three minutes. And, you know, we, we made more plays than them. So I really, I just think it comes down to, you know, the opportunities and the missed opportunities. All right. So a guy who attests to be your best friend on the team, uh, I don't know if you feel the same way, I'm going to assume you do, is, uh, is quarterback James Morgan. Uh, can you give us a good James story? I mean, obviously you get a guy who transfers in from the Midwest and Bowling Green and is from Green Bay, Wisconsin. You know, uh, just kind of talk about your guys' friendship and maybe some of the differences of a guy being from, you know, Green Bay, Wisconsin coming to Miami. Yeah, it was actually uh, his official visit that, um, you know, he's never seen a beach before and they they had uh, all the players staying at the Fountain Blue, but he, he, didn't, he, was, he didn't get to the hotel yet. So, um, you know, we're all in the dorms, you know, just hanging out, um, introducing, introdu- I, we all introduced, uh, you know, to like different teammates on the team and stuff like that. And then when, uh, me and Stone Wilson actually took him back to the hotel and, just, you should have seen the look on his face once he saw uh, set foot on the beach, man. He fell in love. He, he just loved it all. So it was that was a funny moment. And, um, I think it was like two two months after that, and then he finally stepped foot on campus, and then we became roommates. And you know, just I've never seen a kid work as hard as he he has in my life. You know, he stays in the the film room. He doesn't come back every night till like eleven thirty, sometimes twelve. His worth ethics unbelievable, and um, you know it was just it was a great honor, you know, to live right next to him. You know, just pick his mind about football and just life in general, man. He's, it, it was really awesome. So, two more for you, really quick, and we'll get you out of here. Um, a question I like to ask guys, you know, because everyone can talk about their favorite moment. Uh, I want to ask you, talk about your most embarrassing moment on the football field at, at FIU. And before you answer, uh, I'm going to share with you Stanley Thomas's answer uh, in, in the interview that we did yesterday and came out today, mm-hmm. because you actually, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys were actually receivers together in 2015, correct? Or 2016? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 2016, yeah. 2016, right. So, uh, so Stanley said, when I asked him what his most embarrassing moment on the field was, he mentioned that his freshman year, he caught a, uh, he caught a little slant pattern and cut between the receivers and was running away and got yanked down by his dreads. And he said that he oh, actually yeah, had to, yeah, he said he actually had to come out the game. And it was like, you guys were asking him, man, are you okay? And he's like, man, I feel like my, my hair is about to come out. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that being said, you know, just give me your most embarrassing moment on the football field. Something that's just like, man, I can't believe how that happened. Um, honestly, for me, it was um, it was that 2016 year. Um, we played FAU. FAU. They came. They came to us, and I don't know. If we were already winning or losing, but I ran. I ran a drag route, and it went right through my hands. Popped out of my hands, and FAU picked it off. And for me, I mean, that just I just thought like I, we were gonna. I was gonna lose the game for you know for them. You know, just that that feeling that you know it's just a really sucky feeling but um we ended up coming back and winning that game so I mean that was good if we lost a game I, I would oh my god I would have been awful but um yeah I was definitely embarrassing for me and uh last one we'll get you out of here we'll do a little word association you know I'm gonna I'm gonna mention the name of a couple receivers on the team and you just kind of describe them uh however you want to all right mm-hmm. all right we're gonna start with a a, a newcomer um, or actually, no, no, let's, uh, let's start with Maurice. We'll start with Maurice Alexander, a uh, hard time. How would you uh, describe him? Maurice brings all energy to the table, man. He, and he's one of the funniest dudes in the locker room for sure. Next one would be the, uh, the newcomer I was talking about, uh, Jeremiah Holman. Jeremiah Holman. He's a, uh, I mean, he first got in, he was a real quiet guy, but you know, he's, he's, um, 
you know, obviously adjusted and, and he, he's a, uh, he's a young, not, like, I can't, like, he's a young guy, I guess, but, um, he's a vet for sure. And just, uh, he gives a lot of experience to the table from playing the SEC, you know, obviously, uh, went to Georgia. So comes in and he's really helped out the receiving core, you know, even if he hasn't played, but, um, he shows out in practice all the time. All right, let's talk about a guy who he missed all of this year, but we've seen him make uh, spectacular catches in his career. Bryce Singleton. Uh, one of the most humble, humblest guys I've met. Um, you know, great personality, funny guy. He's, uh, and I'm, I'm excited for him, man. I really can't wait to see him come back and do his thing. He's, he's about to kill it next year, light it up for sure. Tony Gator. Tony Gator, man. Uh, he's he's a he's a, one of the funniest guys in the locker room too, man. So humble, so such a genuine person. Um, he loves to compete. You know, I've known Tony Gator because he he went to Westminster, so we 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 know a lot of kids. Um, you know, growing up, you know, so. And then the last one I'll ask you about really quick is uh, a guy who had a you know kind of a breakout year this year in uh, Shamar Thornton. Shamar Thornton, you know, he, he's a really hard worker. Um, you know, brings a lot to the table, man. Uh, definitely feed off his energy, um, on and off the field. Uh, very humble guy, funny guy. All right. Awesome. Before we finish up, you know, let's go and let you uh, talk to the FIU fans here. If there's one thing you could tell the FIU fan base about your time at FIU and how much you appreciate them, what would that be? And just all the support and, um, over the years and, you know, it's not stopping now that it's, it's going to keep getting bigger and uh, the programs keep getting bigger and stronger. And I feel like uh, next year for sure, um, you know, uh, FIU fans will definitely see that. All right. We're going to go ahead and finish up here and we'll thank Austin Maloney for joining us. You know, for those of you who are taking the time to listen to this podcast and our first time listeners, thank you for joining us. You can find us on Twitter at Shula Bowl pod. As always, you can find Jake, David and myself on Twitter Thank you for listening. And once again, we want to thank our guest, Austin Malone, for taking time out of his busy schedule to come on. Uh, Austin, we'll catch up with you later, man. Next time I will talk to you, it will be pro day. So take it easy, man. Cool. Sounds good. Thank you guys for having me.